You're listening to Barter with Christine with your host, profit improvement expert, Christine Radovich. Listen live each Monday at 2 as Christine talks with business owners on how to increase cash flow and grow profits. Welcome to the Barter with Christine show. I'm your host, Christine Radovich. So this is already week four. If you missed any of my other episodes, please visit www.dbam.com and find Barter with Christine under the program schedule tab. And you can listen to the podcast versions where I have interviewed a successful business owner each week. We like to share secrets around here. So you might want to find out what their secrets to success are by checking out those podcasts. And of course, if you want to learn about one of America's best kept business secrets, you are in the right place. Today, I am going to break down exactly why incorporating barter into your business model is so important. Now, every week I ask a question, and here it is. Have you ever bartered for something before? Now, do not be confused. The word barter does not mean haggle. Sometimes people use the word barter when they mean haggle, but by definition, the word barter means the exchange of goods and services without using money, whereas haggle is to dispute or bargain over a price. So if you were a kid and you traded your baseball card or Barbie doll in exchange for something, you've bartered. As an adult, if you performed a service in exchange for something you needed, you have bartered. Picasso even traded his artwork for haircuts. Now, I'm going to share with you something very interesting. The largest trade deal in American history was when Pepsi strategically gained a competitive edge over their competitor, Coca-Cola, by trading their products in exchange for vodka and merchant ships. You see, in 1974, PepsiCo began shipping Pepsi concentrate in exchange for Russian vodka to be sold on the U.S. market. That reciprocal trade pact was broadened in 1990 to cover an estimated $3 billion in retail sales of Pepsi in the Soviet Union and Russian vodka in the United States. Coca-Cola didn't begin distributing in Russia until maybe later in 1980 or thereafter. So barter, or trade as you call it, was utilized to gain a competitive advantage. And in my opinion, this catapulted Pepsi to become the software giant it is today. In fact, many of your Fortune 500 companies use barter as a corporate strategy to grow and succeed. So how can small business owners take advantage of this strategy? Listen closely, I will tell you. It's about maximizing your operational capacity and leveraging your margins. Find something to trade. If you're a business owner, I urge you to take a deeper look into organized trade. The examples I provided earlier, including the Pepsi deal, are great examples of a one-on-one trade. However, there's an even better way. One-on-one trades are great as long as both parties want what each other one has to offer. If you are that restaurant owner and you need some contracting work done that could cost you thousands of dollars, you might not be able to find a contractor that wants several thousands of dollars in credit at your restaurant. I mean, we all like to eat, but to feel obligated to dine so frequently in one place may be a hard sell. And the value, especially when the one-on-one trades feel shortchanged by someone in value, uh, can often go bad, especially when they're trading for product for product. And then there can also be problems if you trade with someone you don't know that you found on Craigslist, and maybe they don't live up to their end of the bargain. So what is the solution? Atlantic Barter. Atlantic Barter is a large network of all kinds of business owners who trade dollar for dollar. The beauty of trading through this network is that you can buy from or sell to anyone in the exchange. 
all of the members are reputable and, for the most part, well-known business owners, people that you'll probably recognize. Atlantic Barter has brokers that assist in the trade deals, so everyone is trading fairly at market pricing. You sell your product or service at retail price and, in turn, are able to shop for things you need, basically at your wholesale cost. So here's an example I like to give. If you buy a widget wholesale for $50 and you sell it to customers for $100, you tr- and then you trade that same $100 item, you have a new customer that was brought to you by Atlantic Barter, and now you have $100 of purchasing power to pay for something that you would have spent cash on. So let's say you need carpet cleaning, and the provider charges $100. Would you rather pull $100 cash out of your bank account to pay for that, or would you rather pay for it with $100 worth of your product or service sold at full value? Remember, your replacement cost is only $50, which was wholesale price. So by using trade, you're creating a new revenue stream that allows you to shop for things at your wholesale cost. It's a win-win. So my in-studio guest today knows all about how to save money. He owns a successful restaurant in Hocassin, Delaware, and he is also the chairman of the board of the Delaware Restaurant Association. He's been using the leverage of trade for many years. Jeff Cook of Two Fat Guys American Grill, welcome to the show. Welcome. How are you doing today? I'm doing great, Jeff. I'm so happy to have you here. You're really a knowledgeable guy when it comes to small businesses and the restaurant industry, you know, with the position that you're in. But why don't you take, I'm going to get into that in a minute, but can you take a minute and introduce yourself and talk about your business and how you got started? Sure. I'm uh, just one of the two fat guys. Uh, The other fat guy couldn't be here today. Um, he works during the day, helps me on the weekends. We're, we're still partners in the business and everything else. But he took a culinary job at a high school. <clears throat> so uh, we've been in business since uh, June of 2005 out in Hocassin. As far as the restaurant, the um, catering business started a year before that. So it's been April of 2004 that we've been catering uh, throughout the uh, state through into Philadelphia market, down to Baltimore market. We cater all over the place. Um, restaurants a uh, uh, Casual dining family restaurant has 18 tables, seats about 85 people, um, and catering is we're unlimited as far as numbers for what they want us for. Um, goes well. Hocassin is a great spot for us. We have a lot of regular guests that we've built over those years. I myself have been in the restaurant business for 38 years now, and only the last 13 of it um, on my own. Wow, that's great. And I know it's a very popular restaurant in Hocas, and you could ask anybody where it's at, and they'll point point it out and uh, talk about the great burgers and everything else that you have there. Some of your salads are really good, too. So I've been thankful to do business with you for a long time. Um, and you've been in this industry for so long. What changes have you seen in the restaurant industry through the years? I mean, I know you sit right on the board for the Delaware Restaurant Association, so you could probably talk my ear off about that. Yeah, there's a lot that's changed. I mean, 20, 25 years ago... Uh, we, we made good money. Our profit margins were probably in a 15, 20, 25% range in our restaurants, and it was great. And um, just the rising cost of everything, cost of business, um, you know, the restaurants are, are controlled more by, you know, public health you know, organizations in our restaurants, making them safer. Food is handled a lot safer, a lot better than it was 20 years ago, and all that comes with costs, you know, higher costs. And, and, and with inflation, things going up. So, you know, profit margins aren't as large anymore, but it's 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 still a, a growing, fascinating business. I still love what I do uh, after 38 years being in the restaurant business, um, inviting people in, and I'm, I'm giving them a great time in my restaurant, and it's a good feeling. 
Uh, but it is tougher. It's a lot tougher these days with all the new controls, and you have to meet this and meet that standard, and this standard workman's comp ranges, and you know, everything uh, just goes up and up and up. Right. So. And I know you're a hands-on owner because every time I come in there, you're usually there and doing something and working on the books or, you know, you're always there. So mm-hmm. you definitely are a hands-on owner. So uh, through the years, uh, we talked about changes uh, with probably regulations. And how is the upcoming uh, presidential or I shouldn't, shouldn't say presidential, but how about the elections that are coming up here in, yeah. in the, the whole area going to impact uh, small business owners, particularly restaurants. Well, tomorrow's election in Delaware. My restaurant's in Delaware. I do work all over the greater Philadelphia area, but it's, it, it, I could talk to, about Delaware because I'm very involved in the politics in Delaware with my seat on the board and also the PAC committee that I, I, I chair with that committee as well. And, um, you know, a lot of this is, is you know, in, in our state, the union's throwing a lot of money in this election tomorrow uh, to try to get a lot more of uh, Delaware is already democratically controlled, and they're trying to get even more so because they're having a hard time trying to pass things. But they want to pass things like $15 an hour minimum wage. They want to go for paid sick leave in a restaurant. They want to go for predictive scheduling um, so that employees don't lose any hours ever uh, and increase tips wages where they're making a you know smaller wage per hour, but they're making a lot in tips. Some of these people are making... $26 an hour, $27 per hour. Now, they only maybe work three or four hours, um, but the go-getters go and work a bunch of shifts, you know, and they make good money. And they want to make it a $15 minimum, uh, minimum wage and then don't tip them. They'll actually lose money. They're trying wow. to trying to bite off the hand that feeds them almost. You know, they're not going to make as much money. But some of those things will be just really easy to pass because some of the people may not be elected again that are really helping us to see the big picture of, small business versus big business and right. our, our governments throw all that under one one thing where you really have to separate them well that's an important i want to go back to that you said that they're trying to pass a 15 dollars an hour minimum wage yeah. and so taking away tips i i, I realized yes a lot of wait staff would lose money if that were to yeah. happen but i think it's it's a widespread um commonality as far as a theory that oh you know we need to get the cost of living wages up right and i guess maybe people aren't realizing how that could be hurtful to right. some of the uh employees out there it is and especially to the servers and people just want to be a server i mean it really meets a mom and they get into moms with uh, you know single moms or children that need more money uh, they also need to still provide for their children because you know the X or the whatever, you know, um, is, is working and, 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 and they can't work, you know, and afford daycare at the same time, or they can, but they still have to be out to get that child off the bus, get in there. And a lot of these, you know, people that have, that want this just as a second income, you know, they want to put the kid on the bus and, and pick them up from the bus and have, and work in between so they can work three hours, make a good, good, you know, wage per hour during that time. And it's, for a lot of kids, probably the average age in my restaurant is probably any from 23 to 26 years old, even though there are some older ones like me in there, and there's some, you know, I have a 17-year-old at the host stand. Um, it's really the, the kids that are, are, are finding what they want to do in life, whether they're going to college, whether they're going to trade school, whether they're an apprentice, whether they're whatever. And it's really, you know, the restaurant industry is a stepping stone. And what's helped me be successful, I think, is that I understand that I'm a stepping stone for them to get where they want to go. And I've always prided myself in being able to help the kids do that. 
Right. Um, so you have to offer some level of flexibility. Yeah, in they're going to They're they're going to you know somebody you know just you know graduated last May and they they've already just told me they're going to you know go down on hours because they're going to they're going to get that that career job that they want. And that's fantastic. And then they're like, but I may want to leave all the way. I may want to keep a day or something. You know, they they want that security blanket where they've known that they've done a done a good job for me. They've and, and helped us and, and and we've helped them through the last four years they've been there, you know? Right. And um, so it's a stepping stone for a, a, a career or a job. And, you know, as an industry in Delaware, we have we do have cooks making $15 an hour that are trying to make a, a career out of it. And that's maybe all they want. You have different walks of life, want all different things. Uh, we just did a wage study, uh, the Restaurant Association did in Delaware. And when you look at some of the wages, you're looking at an average wage of a general manager uh, throughout the state. And this is just private owned restaurants versus versus chains. But an average wage of a general manager in a restaurant in the state of Delaware is like forty to forty-six thousand dollars a year. It's not too bad, um, working probably forty to fifty hours a week, and um, the average wage of a cook was probably in the fourteen, fifteen dollar range. Um, and, and yes, this, the the hosts, you know, um, the dishwasher probably isn't. They're not making those wages, you know. But a fifteen dollar an hour host to put some menus in front of you and say, "How's your meal tonight?" Um, is going to cost that mother and father. A lot more to go out to eat than they realize, and does that child really need the fifteen dollars an hour minimum wage? So step, we, we're looking at step increases of wages, training wages. Michigan's a state, New York's a state where they're doing that kind of thing, but our government wants to blanket everything. You know what I mean? They don't want to work hard at steps or anything else, or seeing what reality really is in an eighty-five seat restaurant versus a 400 seat restaurant that some chain has is who's, who's right. who can affords this stuff it's so. not the same across the board it's not no <laughs> and so you know small business owners they need a competitive advantage mm -hmm. and you have been with us i know you said you started basically opened the restaurant in 2005 so a year into it i remember coming out meeting yeah. with you and you've been with atlantic barter for um what's that 16 years now uh, i'm also 15 oh, i'm sorry 12 we'll be, we'll 12 be, years yeah. sorry 12 years yeah, so we were 13 years old in june so yeah it feels like a long yeah. time <laughs> but time does fly though <laughs> but it, um so what how important is it to you to utilize barter i mean you obviously saw something in it back in the day you were a year into your restaurant what was it that clicked for you that made sense to get involved in this well i i'm I guess I'm one of the entrepreneurs that's always kind of been a, a trade guy. You know, what can I do for you and what can you do for me? You know, kind of person. When you came in, I had to sell it to my partner a little bit who wasn't as optimistic into this program as I was. And it's it's just that. It's it's using the products that you already have coming in and you're burning the product. You know, the, the lights are on from, you know, 9 in the morning until midnight every day. I can't do anything about that. Whoever comes in the door comes in the door. So it's not costing me per se, all of that when you want to look at the nitty gritty of it. But it's costing me the 30%, 35% food costs. You know what I mean? The labor's, the labor's going to be there. Um, so when you look at it, why would I, why would I not trade it? You know, um, people that I've learned from in the 38 years of experience in the restaurant industry, and especially since the last 13 years when I broke out on myself, um, they've told you always to pay yourself before you pay anybody else. So why wouldn't you you know, try to gain some of that advantage by bartering your product. Like you said, I'm going to charge $100 and I paid, you know, 45 for it. You right. know what I mean? And now I have that to go spend on, on you know, 
wherever we spend it. And there's a lot of places we can spend it nowadays. Right. So, so times that $100 value of meals that you're selling by 10, you have $1,000 in trade right. to spend somewhere. Your actual cost of goods on that replacement cost mm-hmm. was 35%. You have much higher fixed costs. Right. But the replacement part of that is basically right. allowing you to shop at your wholesale rate. Mm-hmm. And that's important for small business owners to understand and using that kind of leverage. So we're going to go to a commercial break. Before that, I just want to mention that if you would like a free tip sheet on seven little known facts that will grow your business without costing you a penny, visit weloveourcustomers.biz slash barter. That's weloveourcustomers.biz slash barter. Jim, your restaurant looks great. You have a lot of new customers. Thanks, Dan. Things have really turned around. What changed? I joined Atlantic Barter, one of the area's oldest and largest barter exchanges in the Mid-Atlantic region. They really helped me grow my business. How did they help you? Well, through them, I traded restaurant meals in exchange for things like advertising and pest control services. They saved me thousands of dollars already. Do you think my business could benefit? Absolutely. The painter I used on trade to paint my restaurant picked up a cash job from one of my customers. That's great. I need new customers. Give them a call at 302-654-5650 or visit AtlanticBarter.com. They work with all kinds of businesses. I'm calling today. I definitely want to save some cash. I don't know why I haven't done this before. Be smarter, think barter. Visit them on the web at AtlanticBarter.com to build barter into your business plan. Call 302-654-5650. That's 302-654-5650. My name is Joe Ball. I am 88 years old. 88 years old. I don't look that old, except in the mirror. I've been in business over 61 years, aiding small and medium-sized firms with their advertising and related needs. I'm still at it. You can benefit from my lifetime experiences. Call me personally at 484-562-0060. That's 484-562-0060. Or see www.phillybizmedia.com. That's www.phillybizmedia.com. Make your contact soon. For obvious reasons, I'm 88 years old. 484-562-0060. Okay, and you're back listening to Barter with Christine. My in-studio guest is Jeff Cook of Two Fat Guys American Grill out of Hocassin, Delaware. And he's also the chairman of the board for the Delaware Business Restaurant. I'm sorry. sorry, Delaware Restaurant Association. Boy, I can't get that right today. I'm tongue-tied. Yeah, it's a tongue twister. Okay, so uh, we were talking about how long you've been bartering. And what have you done with barter that has helped you grow your business through the years? Because you've purchased an awful lot. (laughs) (laughs) We've been in it a while. Yes, we have. Um, You know... Taking advantage of what's in barter time. Some people, barter people can come and go out of the program. And, you know, getting with, um, you know, Jeff in your office, you know, who's our broker, uh, getting with your broker and, and telling them your needs is the key to to keeping fresh the, what's out there for barter. Uh, one, of the, one of the strongest things we do is with having a small restaurant and also catering. We have a lot of catering equipment where you put it. You know, so we barter a, 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 a unit, you know, storage units. And, you know, you look at, you know, 
storage units, 180, 160 bucks a month over the course of 13 years, it would have cost me a fortune in actual cash. We're bartering it. Mm-hmm. Of course, they love to eat in our restaurant too. They're, they're great <laughs> guys. You know, see, you know who I'm talking about. I see all those about. transactions come through. Yeah, it's a riot. Joe and Jim love uh, love the restaurant as well. So it's 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 good, um, and, and they're happy as well. Um, some of the things I've done is 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 take given some of my managers. Just uh, I've given a, a girl 23 years old and in finishing college and took her a couple extra years and freaking out and you know you, you hand her a, you know a, a gift certificate for a massage at a place you know that I get from barter. And she's all happy, and she goes and just forgets herself for a Saturday afternoon, oh. <laughs> and comes back, and she's great, you know, and she can focus better. Some managers for Christmas presents, you know, that kind of stuff, you know, car work, you know, being bartered, um, haircuts, you know, it, great salons in Delaware that are on the barter system, and um, you know, just giving to get them to get their haircut. You know, I mean, a girl to spend money on her hair is, it's, you know, it's it's a lot of money. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not the twenty dollar cut I get. You know, <laughs> but uh, well, well, it's <laughs> my little gr- buzz cut. <laughs> it's great that you're using it for personal services as yeah. well. But you know, a lot of business owners like to stick to those business related mm-hmm. purchases. And I know that you did have some. Con- we won't mention any names, but uh, you had some co- major contracting work done in the restaurant. You had yeah. a nice renovation done yep. with some of the countertops. Yeah, we've gotten uh, uh, marble countertops. Mm-hmm. You know, which would have been a, a lot of money out of things. So we constantly trying to paint the place, make the place look good. Um, so they're coming in, um, you know, so, whether it's a small contractor to fix small things through there that's in their locksmiths, um, any any kind of work that we have like that that we can. And again, we just pick the phone up and call your office and say, you know, hey, this is I got I have this need. Can we fill it with barter? And, and that's what we've done to get those things done. I'd say painting and in in uh, re- remodeling services is was one of the best for us, um, you know, for that kind of stuff. Right. And were you aware, we even have that, uh, and using it for your staff, it's great because the employee incentive program is wonderful. We even have that mini medical network inside our mm-hmm. organization. So we have dentists, we have opticians for eyeglasses and exams, the chiropractors. We even have a lab for the right. pre-employment drug screening or regular testing. If you don't have insurance, we have a diagnostic lab for the MRIs and the mammograms, and this can save a ton of money. And oftentimes, restaurant owners cannot afford to provide health insurance. Mm -hmm. So this is a nice supplemental way that you can help those, um, you know, those employees that you have Mm -hmm. and they think you're probably the greatest boss since sliced bread you know they're getting something fun on trade or you're helping them with the cost of something and that leverage of trade really helps you save money how important is it to you to fill those empty seats in your restaurant it's the most important thing we do in the restaurant you know when i interview people especially people that are going to work the front of house in the in the in the restaurant especially servers, I ask them, you know, I say, what do you think the most expensive thing is here in the restaurant for us? And they have a lot of answers, some of them pretty funny sometimes, but I look at them and say, it's an empty seat in the restaurant. And you're probably wondering why I point that out to you, is because if you want to come on board and you want to be a server, if you've been a server before, you know that you kind of help with your own paycheck. You know, you, you try to suggestively sell things. You point out delicious, you know, desserts or delicious appetizers to people, and they hear them, they want them. You know, they want to buy them, and some don't. Um, but it's all about salesmanship. You know, I get a monkey to take a glass of water to a table, but is that the kind of dining experience you want? He'll probably put it on the table every time, um, but he's not going to ask you how, how it's going. He's not going to tell you your hair looks good today, you know, and, and and tell you about the delicious, you know, peanut butter bomb dessert that we have in our restaurant that you have to try at the end of your thing or <laughs> or waffle fries Sunday. you know. I mean, those sound fantastic, but when you hear about them, you don't, you don't buy them. 
and the and server gets to take their, their money home right away, you know, so they can basically, you know, help with their income by, you know, being that, that person. They you know. upsell, they get an immediate pay raise. Exactly, they take it home that day. Right, but that's not mm-hmm. exactly the case for you. No, no, we have to get it after everything's been paid and then see what's left and then uh, see if I can go home because I made enough money. You know, <laughs> she doesn't kick me out. So, right, you know. and we were talking before. I mean, it, I, there's a misconception out there that people think you're automatically rich because you own a restaurant. Yeah. And you're a small business owner. You're, you work for yourself, and sometimes that's a struggle especially in a down economy and people aren't spending the money to go out to eat. However, members of the Atlantic Barter, they will go out to eat more often because they can do it on trade. And uh, that helps you get rid of some, you know, food that maybe you bought that you don't want to go to waste. You know, you want to make sure that you turn things over quickly. And um, barter business can always lead to more cash business. I'm sure you've seen it. You know, we have barter customers come to your restaurant. They bring someone who's not part of the Atlantic Barter, and now Mm -hmm. they try your food, and they are excited to come back for cash. Yeah, we see that a lot, actually, you know, especially, um, you know, barter customers are usually business owners as well. And and a lot of business business owners want to know each other. You know, when they come in, I always kind of try to introduce myself, see how they are, see what they offer in the barter network. And then as you get to know each other, it's exactly that. You know, like want to call you over right away. That's my friends. They, it's, they've never been here before, and they live in town, and they've only been here a year, or they just moved here. And, um, you know, they'll start coming. They'll come back, you know. So so you will probably do a lot more networking when you come to this year's 25th anniversary celebration and holiday trade show taking place <laughs> just, I think we're less than two weeks away now. Yeah. Uh, Sunday, November 18th. One of the largest events in Delaware and, you know, pretty much on the East Coast. We're one of the uh, few exchanges that offer this type of event only for business owners. There's probably well over five, 600 business owners in attendance with their families and they bring their membership card and c- they can do all of their holiday shopping on trade. No money exchanges hands. It's an amazing event. Jeff, you've attended it before. Mm-hmm. You can kind of speak to that. But mm-hmm. as we wind up, I just want to ask you, how would someone get in touch with you? Do you want to put your information out there or invite them to come try that peanut butter bomb sure, at your restaurant? Sure. Tell them where you're located and how to reach you. We're, we're located straight west of Wilmington, Delaware, uh, almost on the Pennsylvania border. And um, our website is www.twofatguys.net. Uh, on there is all the contact information you'll need. You get directions to the restaurant from there. There's a catering. Uh, click on the catering on there. If you click right on my name under contacts, you can, you can email me directly at jeff at twofatguys.net. And uh, we'd love to see people come out and uh, make sure we take care of everybody for their holiday needs for catering. So That's great. And you can always get gift certificates for always. there through mm-hmm. Atlantic Barter, as, Barter well. as well. Yep. So that will wrap up today's episode. I would encourage you to visit AtlanticBarter.com if you would like more information on how your business can benefit from trade. This should be implemented into your business model. And as always, be smarter, Think Barter. I'll catch you next week. Thanks for listening.